y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every. This Chris Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, mother. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes. It's Friday. The weekend is here. That's right. I woke up with my lower back hurting this morning. What does that mean? Means I'm over 40. Oh, That's there you all. go. <laughs> Can somebody come please rub some CBD oil on my back, please? Goodness gracious. Lower portion. Lord have mercy. E, what's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm still out here in Detroit. I was visiting my house yesterday. I did a walkthrough. The house is almost done. Mm-hmm. I posted some pictures of it, um, some video on my Instagram story if anybody wants to see the progress that's been made there. Okay. And we went out to eat yesterday because you were in Detroit as well. Yeah, I was in Detroit for uh, with GM Chevrolet. They do this uh, program where they take six students from different HBCUs and kind of give them the journalism experience. So I'm an ambassador for that. Uh, for that. So we were out there. We were giving them awards. They gave them ten thousand dollars, so the students can really start with a head start. So like a scholarship. Yep. Okay. So shout to Chevrolet, and then I had some dinner with Yee, and then caught my flight home. So I am tired. I'm ready for this weekend. And let's get the show cracking. You know what? I'm laughing. What's that? Because I'm looking at the front page of the uh, Daily News this morning, mm-hmm. and we was as soon as I walked in, uh, our cameraman Steve. He started clowning us because both of us got on red hats. You right. have on a red hat with mm-hmm. white lettering that says my God versus my enemies. I have on a red hat uh, that says girlfriends Correct. with Joan, Lynn, Tony, and Maya on it because you know I'm a girlfriend's fanatic. And then I look and he said, you know, you can't wear those no more because people mistake them for MAGA hats. So I'm looking at this article and this dude says he got beat up for wearing a MAGA hat in Jersey. See his black eye and it yeah. says black eye for Trump. Yeah, wow. Now he says a gang beat him up over the MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. How do you know you weren't in a crip neighborhood, my guy? Stop it. I'm just saying. How you know they weren't Crips? Like, you got you can't just blame everything on MAGA. You have on a bright red hat. You could have been in the wrong neighborhood in Jersey. Did you ever think about that? No. Before you just jump to the fact that somebody beat you up over Trump? Huh? Well, it's Flashback Friday, so we got some... Ain't no flashbacks. This is current stuff. Okay. Okay? Today is the 15th anniversary of a Negro spiritual called Nuck If You Buck. Have you ever heard of it? Huh? Speaking of black eyes, have you ever given Nuck, somebody a black look. eye to Nuck If You Buck? Have you ever received a black eye from Nuck If You Buck? Well, we have Diamond and Princess. Yes. They'll both be joining us Yay. this morning. Yes. From Crime Mob. And they got a new album out today called Vagina Power. That's right. I'm just That's happy that they're back about, together. That's ladies. Because they had a little, little friction, a little beef for a long, long time. I've been knowing them girls since they was 14 years old. That's right. Yes. And also Monica will be joining us. The legendary Monica from yes. the ATL. So ATL, we heavy this morning. Okay? That's right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Salute to everybody who listens to us on 96.7 The Beat in Atlanta, oh, baby. Oh, figure it out. All right. Drop one of Clues Bombs for 96.7 The Beat in ATL. ATL is heavy on the Breakfast Club this morning. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about Fire Pantaleo. Daniel Pantaleo, the police officer who put Eric Garner in a legal chokehold, killing him more than five years ago. They are going to figure out what's going to happen with him because he still has a job. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Our board op drama's in here being drama again. Starting yes, early, is. just starting, trying to get, trying to get Uncle Charlotte's blood pressure up high this morning. Like Gonna look me dead in my eyes just now and tell me, I didn't even know those girls was on Nuck If You Buck. I thought that was Scrappy song the whole time. I didn't hear no girls on there. My goodness. On oh, Nuck If You Buck? They got the two best verses, Diamond and Princess, on Nuck If You Buck. 
Jesus Christ. I was a big scrappy fan. Oh, my. Stop. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. These guys. Where we starting, Yee? Well, a woman turned 107 years old on Wednesday, and her secret, she said, to living a long life is not ever getting married. She says that she did also (laughs) maintain a healthy diet. She exercises, but she said that's the real reason. She said, if they have exercise, I do the exercise. If they have dancing, I dance. I still do a little dancing after my lunch. I play bingo. I think the secret of 107, I never got married. I think that's the secret. My sister says, I wish I never got married. Who is this plant? So. Who is this plant, this woman that they planted in this society and make people think that they don't have to get married? Okay? Her name is Luis Signor. Ain't nothing wrong with marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay? What else we talk well, about? That's what marriage. she feels like is the reason why she's still married. Well, I'll tell you um, what. Now, I'd, I'd be dead if I wasn't married. <laughs> Me too. Now, let's talk about Centoya Brown. And we remember this whole story of Centoya Brown. She's been in prison for 15 years. She has a life sentence, and that's for the 2004 murder of a Nashville real estate agent. She was only 16 at that time, and this has gotten national attention. She was uh, sentenced to life in prison because she shot him to death, Johnny Allen. He was found dead of a single shot to the back of his head. She did uh, never deny pulling the trigger, but she was sent by her then boyfriend and pimp to go make some money. He picked her up at the restaurant, bought her food, took her to his home. She said he wanted to have sex with her, and then he intimidated her by pointing out the guns he owned and his experience, and then she shot him because she feared he was reaching for his gun, according to Centoya Brown. So at 16 years old, she was given a life sentence, but she is now being released. Yeah, so she... that'll be amazing. She'll be able to tell her own story. Wow. Yeah, I feel like, didn't they announce that last year? She's, they didn't let her out yet? Mm-mm. No. Mm. They hadn't, so. And uh, now there also may be some type of verdict for Pantaleo. He already escaped criminal and civil charges. He His maximum penalty that he's facing is being fired from the NYPD. That's over Eric Garner's death back in 2014 when he choked him. And a lot of people say that was an illegal chokehold, even though they try to say it wasn't. Uh, that is... Uh, that decision could be made as early as today, whether or not he'll be fired from the NYPD. If you guys remember when you watched the debates, that was a big issue at the debates with uh, Fire Pantaleo being chanted by people like Tamika Mallory. Linda Sarsour was there. My son was there. They were chanting Fire Pantaleo. Uh, they had to leave the debates a couple of nights ago. And Bill de Blasio also was forced to talk about this at the debates as well. Here's what he had to say. I know the Garner family, they've gone through extraordinary pain. They are waiting for justice and they're going to get justice. There's finally going to be justice. I have confidence in that in the next 30 days in New York. You know why? Because for the first time, we are not waiting on the federal justice department. Well, you on the clock, Bill de Blasio. Okay, what is right. August 2nd? You got 28 more days. All right, you've got to keep some promises. You can't be running for president, you know, telling people promises, but you're not keeping them. All right? Right. You just made a promise. All right. So if you can't keep your promises to, to New York City, how are you going to keep your promises to the rest of the country, sir? Yeah, I mean, that's the worst thing that could happen to uh, Pantaleo. He gets fired. It's crazy. It's not the worst, right, well, not the worst thing that could happen. That's what I'm, no, I'm saying now, as far oh. as he can't, there's no civil charges, there's no criminal charges. That's his worst punishment. Yep. You killed somebody. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Are you upset? You need to vent, or or you just want to spread some positivity? 800-585-1051. Call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? 
Hey, what up? This is uh, Andrew calling from Las Vegas. Hey, what's going on, bro? What's up, Andrew? How you doing this morning, brother? You good? Hey, what up? I just I just want to talk about the uh, Tupac situation um, from 1992 to 1996. Well, hold on. Let me explain what you're talking about. Yesterday, Glasses Malone was on here, and he said that, you know, from 1992-1996, Snoop Dogg was the biggest star, star in Snoop Dogg. No, what I said. Yeah, no, Snoop Dogg was the biggest star in Tupac. Tupac. Okay, so what I'm saying is, so when Tupac was in jail, uh, 1994, Me Against the World, that went double platinum while he was uh, while he was locked up. It, it was the number one uh, album in the country. And then when after he got out of jail in 1996, uh, All, All Eyes on Me went double. It, it sold six million, sold six million records on a double CD. You know, and he was Bishop from Juice. I'm just. I'm just tired of everybody just disrespecting Tupac and not giving him his flowers, but in the 90s, Tupac was the biggest, he was the biggest artist, period. He shot two off-duty cops for uh, beating up a black man and he beat the case, but... It's a, it's, it's a lot of revisionist history going on. I was talking to a lot of people yesterday and they just dismissed Pac's movie career as if he didn't do Above the Rim, Juice, and Poetic Justice before he signed with Death Row. You know he was in Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson? Think about how big Janet Jackson was during that time. Hey, come on. Brian. Yes, sir. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Get it off your chest. Man, somebody hit my... I just got I just got my car a couple days ago, and somebody hit my car yesterday. Oh, my Damn gosh. Man. Already? Man, That's the worst. I'm sorry for you, brother. Crazy. What kind of car Did you, you get? Got? Their infor- you but, got their information? Yeah, I got their information. 2015 Chevrolet Cruze. Oh, okay. Okay. Could have been worse. You could have been yeah, driving a Bugatti. I wish I... I mean, no, I don't wish I was. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't know if that's worse. Car, but... <laughs> But I'm going on a cruise today, so hopefully that eases my mind a little bit. All right, well, don't think about it. Enjoy the cruise, brother. My whole family's on a cruise right now. That's funny. My Hello, who's this? Like aunts and uncles and everybody. Good morning. This is Ladybug. How is everyone? Hey, Ladybug. Hi, Ladybug. Um, oh, of course, Miss Angela Lee. I heard you this morning. Um, great advice always. Thank um, you. Charlemagne, I love you with your crazy self. DJ Envy, I love how adventurous, you're not adventurous. Um, how outgoing you are and how you are so willing to help the community. I love that. Oh, thank you. But anyway, I want everyone to have an awesome Friday. The weather is going to be awesome this weekend. Have a great weekend. If you're in the Raleigh-Durham area, come hang out with us bro, at the uh, Road Dogs uh, anniversary party. Mm-hmm. They are uh, having a charity ride tomorrow and a meet and greet tonight. But I want everyone to, if you don't come out, still. Be awesome this weekend. Okay. I wish I was in Raleigh, Durham. You sound so positive and cool. Oh, I, as long as I'm living, I'm I'm wonderful. I don't care what I'm going through. I am wonderful. There you go. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Say it, say it. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Nick. Nick, get it off your chest, bro. What's up, bro? Now, I just want to press, I just want to, uh, I just want to express some positive vibes this morning, man. I just want to say, you know, everybody have a blessed Friday. You know what I'm saying? Have a great weekend. Envy, have a great weekend. Charlemagne, you're corny as hell, but we still love you. <laughs> uh, Angela Yee, have a yes, blessed sir. weekend. Have a great time. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to my fiance Leanna. I love you, baby, and I'll see you when I get home. All righty. <laughs> All right. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Keisha. Hey, Keisha, get it off your chest. Um, DJ Emmy, am I live? I don't want to be live because I want to talk to you about something. I'm being evicted from my apartment, and I don't want to be putting my business out there over the air. Where you live? 
Um, I live in Jersey, mm-hmm. and I DM'd you, and I can provide you all my documentation. Okay, hold on, um, hold on, hold on, just hold on. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Jermaine out of Atlanta. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, get it hey, off your Jermaine. chest. What's going on, ye? Hey, fam. Um, I want to give a happy birthday shout-out to my grandmas, man. She turned 93. Wow. Um, also want to give a happy birthday shout-out to Dawn, my sister. I love you, my big sister out of Harlem. Mm-hmm. And another birthday shout-out to my other sister, Shamika Walker. Love you too, boo. You a um, real family, man. <laughs> yeah, man. All the, all the birthdays were the same week, so I wanted to knock them all out in one shout and send positive vibes. It's Friday. God bless. Love the show. All right, and thank drink you, drink Barmaid Vodka, Lemonade Vodka. Love y'all. Hello, right, who's this? Hello? Hey, who's this? Yeah, this is Johnny from Brownsville, Brooklyn. What's up, Johnny? Get it off your chest. Yeah, first things first, I want to talk about you, man, DJ MK. Every time you introduce the Breakfast Club, you sing your name out, DJ Envy. You got to switch that <laughs> up, big bro. <laughs> Another thing, Charlamagne, I'm glad you start bleaching, baby. I'm glad you loving your skin back. You know what I'm saying? I'm loving it, black man, baby. So you think you, you think that you can reverse the process of bleaching? You're also smart. I mean, you never know, baby. You stop bleaching, they go back to normal. You know, Jamaicans, they do it all the time. When they <laughs> no, they, no, they don't. No once, you, once you bleach and you ruin them pigments, them pigments is ruined forever, baby. So, you know. I'm glad. <laughs> anyway, another thing, the content and how y'all be talking in the morning. I know these kids, they get up in the morning before they go to school, they listen to y'all program. Y'all got to stop mm-hmm. these penis talks, man. It's getting crazy between both of y'all. I know y'all married. But come on, baby. The content got what, what, what kind of hip-hop do you listen to in, in the car with your kids? Uh, actually, when it comes to hip-hop, I kind of change it to, like, a Caribbean station or news. You know, I don't really try to get into the... But I can't, I can't avoid it. That's what it is. I'm glad you oh, know right. that. You can't avoid it. Penis. Oh, goodness. <laughs> get it off your chest. <laughs> 800-585-1051. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's start it off with ASAP Rocky. He did testify yesterday, and we'll tell you what he had to say in court in Sweden. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk ASAP Rocky. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So ASAP Rocky was in court yesterday and he was testifying. And here's what he had to say as he pleaded to the judges about having spent a month in Sweden so far and just wanting to finally get this case over with and go home. I woke up the block. I start to notice that walks down the block to tell the girls... You know, please tell them, leave us alone, leave us alone. And these guys were following again. As far as the bottles go, I held it momentarily because I realized it was stupid, especially when they didn't have it in their possession. It wasn't necessary for me to have it, so I put it down. I couldn't help but assume that these guys were under the influence of some type of drugs. All right, now, one of the issues prosecutors are saying is they believe that ASAP Rocky hit the the guy with the bottle that's accusing him of assault. And they're saying that there were text messages from his assistant saying, I hope Rocky deleted all the videos on his phone and kept only the one. That's why prosecutors do believe that he hit the alleged victim with the bottle, recorded it, and then deleted it. But uh, they're saying he might have went too far if he did do that. Here's what else ASAP Rocky said in court yesterday. So he asked these guys, like, calmly. I even put my hand on their shoulders 
in a peaceful way so i wouldn't pose as a threat yeah we pleaded and we begged and we said look man we don't want to fight y'all please stop following us at this moment both of the guys attacked that's when i intervened and i threw to the ground and i kicked his arm and i punched him or shoved him i really wanted to detain him maybe hopefully cops will show up maybe hopefully he'll back down you know, it bothers me that he has to explain something that we all saw. Like, there, right. like there is nobody that watched that video who could possibly think ASAP was the aggressor. From what I saw, he repeatedly kept trying to get away. We all saw yeah. that. So I don't understand why they, you know, trying to make an example out of him and trying to explain the situation that we all saw. But it does make me realize that uh, my father used to always tell me trouble is easy to get into and hard to get out of. That's why you just got to drink your water and mind your goddamn business. Yes, ASAP Rocky also did admit that he and his crew did jump the alleged victim, but they're saying that only happened after they th the victims threw punches at his bodyguard. All right, here's what else ASAP Rocky said as he took the stand yesterday. I kicked his arm. I held him, and when my friends came, I stood up. At that moment, my friends came to help, and he hit him with headphones twice. At that moment is when I stood up and I turned around. I saw friend charging at me. He and I, we pushed, we shoved for a bit and pulled for a bit. Right after that, my security guard came and turned me around and woke me up the block. That's when we, the whole crew walked away. But he was persistent and he kept pursuing and he was like, come on, come on. I hope ASAP isn't becoming the victim of two egos, meaning uh, the prime minister of Sweden yeah. is trying to prove he's the not Chinese scared of Donald terrible, Trump. Right? You know what I'm saying? I just hope that, I hope that whoever runs Sweden so. isn't trying to prove he's not scared of Donald Trump. I hope this isn't like he's not becoming the victim of, of a battle of two egos. Yeah, it's just poor timing for everything that's happened for him. And ASAP Rocky, I mean, we did see him saying, I don't want to fight. And he did try to squash the situation. And they were Several definitely times. harassing him and following him. Mm -hmm. So Trouble is easy to get into and hard to get out of. Remember that on a Friday because you probably ain't going to see no judge till Monday. All right, Fast and Furious. Now let's talk about some of the contracts that they have for the Fast and Furious movies. They said Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson, and Vin Diesel all have written in their contracts uh, things that make sure that they don't look weaker than any of the other leads in the series. So they said with uh, Jason Statham, he's negotiated an agreement that limits how badly he can be beaten up on screen. Vin Diesel wow. has his younger sister, who is a producer on the movies, police the number of punches that he takes. And according to uh, this paperwork, it says that uh, The Rock makes sure that producers, editors, and fight coordinators help make sure he always gives it as good as he gets it. So that's just making sure that as they're on screen, they don't want to look weak in their I, character. I also heard that they all have Tyrese bands on their trailers. He's stupid. So Tyrese is not allowed to come within 100 feet of their trailer at any time. That's what I heard. He's not even there now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I made that up. All right. Now, Big Sean is going to be making his acting debut, and that's going to be in a new Lena Waithe series on BET called 20s. We've heard her talk about this for quite some time now. And that's going to be interesting to see Big Sean and his acting debut. I saw the pictures of him with his, uh, he's got like his hair real big, a big old fro now. So I was like, is that a weave at first? But it looks like it is really his hair and he's uh, grown it out. Now, I'm not going to lie, I was with Trump. I was with, uh, I think Trump. 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 <laughs> I was with Sean last week. What? what? I was with Sean last Trump week. Because we just we were talking about Trump. I said, Sean, I was with Sean last week. I ain't remember seeing that hair and I ain't seen no braids. So you think it's a weave? No? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Me and Sean was having a nice conversation for a, a, an hour or so, man. I didn't see no hair. That's all. I so you think maybe he has a protective weave? I'm My just goodness. saying. Somebody might want to check for tracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right. Now let's talk about Idris Elba. 
he was talking about Fast and Furious um, and all of that. And he was, well, they were talking about that as he was doing an interview. But then he started talking about uh, The Wire and how he ended up on The Wire. Because, as you know, he's from the U.K., He's from East London, and when he first started on The Wire, a lot of people didn't know that in real life he has that British accent. Mm-hmm. They just thought he was from here. He lived in Brooklyn at the time when he was doing The Wire, and here's what he had to say about why he didn't want them to know that he was from London at first. So my first audition, I walked in there, and I had to just pretend. And in the fourth audition, they changed the tactics on me, and the Irishman started talking to me. He goes, hey, Idris, um, talk to me about your life. So where are you from? My parents told me not to lie, you know what I mean? you got to look someone in the eye and be honest. And I said, listen, mate, I'm from London, bro. And he jumped up and went, I knew it! I knew it, David! I knew it! And true story, he said, um, you know, Idris, I'm going to give you the job. And he said, I'm not going to give you Avon, but I think you could play Stringer Bell. Yeah, I mean, mm. I was shocked the first time I heard him talk, too. I had no idea he was from London. I just knew him from the wire. For actually, when I heard him speaking uh, in, in the London accent, I thought that he was pretending to be from the U.K., Right. Well, I guess they wanted to make sure they only hired actors that were from the area, at least from the United States, because they were in Baltimore. So they wanted to make sure it was authentic. So he didn't think he would get the role if he didn't hide that. And he did a great job of that. Sure. So. Did. Being culturally authentic is important, right? Especially in a mm-hmm. city like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Right. But he did a good job still he did. as an actor Definitely. on The Wire. So. 100%. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. We got front page news coming up. Yes, we're going to talk about Lowe's. You know, we go to Lowe's all the time to get everything you need for your home. Well, there's going to be some massive layoffs, and we'll tell you why. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well, let's start in Oklahoma. There's a case that everybody's watching there. It's the final filing of a case that people around the country are watching. It's the state of Oklahoma against Johnson & Johnson. And that is all because of the opioid crisis. Now, the judge wants to give a $17.2 billion verdict against Johnson & Johnson for flooding the state with opioids. It says that they created a crisis that killed more than 6,000 people in Oklahoma, destroyed families, and wreaked havoc on communities. That was a baby body people? Yeah. Oh. They make more than just baby powder. Yeah, the baby product people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, according to Johnson & Johnson, they're saying that that whole case is flimsy and that the state did not prove its case. And according to Johnson & Johnson, they said the state's witnesses uh, that uh, offer no explanation how Johnson Janssen Pharmaceuticals contributed to the opioid crisis. So they're saying that they did not promote these drugs, that any of their promotions did not cause harm in Oklahoma and no type of abuse of drugs and that their proposed remedy was prudent and a justified response to the present crisis. I got to hear more but, about this story. What, what, what does Johnson & Johnson got to do with opioids? Because they also have a drug company. Oh, that they own. So Johnson & Johnson is huge. Oh, got you. So they also have Janssen Pharmaceuticals. That's a And lot. they're the ones that make opioids. So basically what they're saying is the way that they promoted those drugs in Oklahoma. But imagine if the state gets that money from Oklahoma, how this could affect verdicts in other states. Right. I mean, there's really nation. nothing much to do in Oklahoma but opioids. But drugs. Right? I'm sure there's something else. Yeah, so... I don't know, but we'll see what happens because this could be a precedent for other uh, states to try to do the same thing. All right, now, Elijah Cummings, Congressman Elijah Cummings, his house was broken into last weekend in Baltimore. And that's according to police. They said the burglary was actually right before Donald Trump made those crazy tweets about how (laughs) Baltimore is a disgusting rat and rodent infested mess in a very dangerous place. So they did confirm that that did happen. (laughs) 
at Congressman Elijah Cummings' home. Okay. And Lowe's is laying off thousands of workers. So, and it's crazy because I end up at Lowe's all the time. Right. They didn't say exactly how many workers it'll be, but they said those jobs are being eliminated and those workers will be given transition pay and they'll have the opportunity to apply for open roles at Lowe's. And they said they're moving to third-party assemblers and facility services to allow Lowe's store associates to spend more time on the sales floor serving customers. So you know how you can call Lowe's and have them come and assemble things and do things like that for you, I guess. Yep. Now it's going to be all third-party. Okay. You really can't script this kind of stuff, though. I mean, Elijah Cummings and Donald Trump going back and forth over Baltimore, and then somebody breaks into <laughs> Elijah Cummings' house. Listen here, residents of Baltimore. Now is not the time to be proving Donald Trump right, mm. okay? Well, the other thing is that Jared Kushner, uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law, also owns a lot of buildings in Baltimore that they say are the ones that are rat and rodent infested. Yeah, I saw that so. as well. Mm. Yeah, right at home there. All right, a dog saliva infection actually left a woman without arms or legs. Imagine something that crazy happening. She said, my dogs lick me all the time. She had just came home from a vacation with her husband, and I guess the dog's saliva actually ended up causing an infection, and she had sepsis. That's an immune response to that infection, and then her condition deteriorated very rapidly, Sheesh. and they ended up having to amputate her arms and legs. Oh, Good. Stop letting your dog lick you. Okay, no disrespect to the dog lovers out there, what? but why? The dog licks you. Okay. Licks your hand, licks why? your arm. Why do y'all let the dogs lick on y'all like that? I can't stand when dogs do that. Like, ugh. Well, clearly you don't have a dog. Show, no. Dog show love. <laughs> you can pet the dog. You can, like, the dog can jump on you. Like, why you got to just sit there and let the dog just lick on you? You just watch this guy lick his... Let, lick his testicles and then he just let him lick you like it's nothing. The dog might lick your hand or something. Man. They can't really stop if a human it from being, happening. If you saw a human oh, being licking testicles and then they came <laughs> to try to kiss you, you'd be like, oh, get away from me. But you welcome the dog when they do it. I don't understand that logic. Well, she ended up in a coma for 10 days. She had a total of eight surgeries and spent 80 days in the hospital, there. but she did live. The only thing is that now she has no arms and she has no legs. That's horrible. So hold on. The dog saliva caused her like limbs to disappear? No, she had sepsis. That's an immune response to an infection. It's like one in a million. It has to be. Yeah, oh, so it wasn't the dog. No, it's oh yeah, it's a goodness. disease. I'm I mean, asking, look, what it caused happens, it? Was it the dog's pit? Yeah, it's the dog's, dog's saliva. saliva. So the dog's mm-hmm. pit caused her to lose her arms and legs. Yes, she and ended up getting way, it. Yes, stop letting. But they say the that this is a fairly you. common thing, but it doesn't normally cause such an extreme response. I just want people to just be logically oh, like goodness. consistent, right? You watch this dog lick his own balls, and then when the dog tries to come to lick you, you just let him. If a human being did that, you would run from this person. Call the police on him, but you let the dog do it. Why? If a guy can do that to himself, he's very limber, I just want to say. Okay. He might be a great time. All right. Well, that's your front page. Well, if you page. want to co- contribute to that GoFundMe campaign, because they are trying to get her some prosthetic limbs, and those medical expenses, as you know, are crazy. Then Has she gotten rid sure- of the dog? I will donate you. to her campaign if she has gotten rid of her dog. Because if she still <laughs> had that dog in the house, that means she's still making the same mistakes. Oh my goodness. All, All right. right. All right. Well, Marie Trainer is her name. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Now, when we come back, Monica will be joining us. We'll kick it with R&B artist Monica. The legendary. Yes, legendary. Monica. That's right. All right. So Where do we rank Monica? I like these kind of conversations. Well, let's talk to her. Let's talk to her about it. Just as far as like uh, R&B stars. I think Monica is very underrated, if you ask me. I think she should be high up there. Her catalog is amazing. We'll talk to her when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Monica! (laughs) Why you got, your ankle still hurt? 
Actually, my feet hurt a lot today. Okay. It's no joke, though. I got three screws in one foot. Damn. I'm just coming out of the boot real good. I was in the, I was in the hospital, what, eight days? Wow. Yeah. Ankle surgery. Mm -hmm. No, I had a double bunionectomy where they removed the bone out of both feet. Oh, yeah. why do you saying it was and ankle surgery? And it's hereditary. It's not elective. So you didn't fall. You didn't hurt it. Uh, or something like that. It was no, just... I've been I've been trying to ignore that thing for mm -hmm. the longest because mm -hmm. it take you out of work. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not really with being taken out of work. Mm -hmm. That means no checks. Yeah. And you're spending money because you're in the hospital. So, nah, this wasn't something I could put off any longer. It was mm -hmm. to the point where when I come off stage, sometimes they have to, like, have a seat there and bring me other shoes. And it was just getting to be ridiculous. I was mm -hmm. going to have my this, this, my corn surgically removed. What? But that doesn't hurt, though. Right? Yes, it does, because they got to cut you open and shave the bone. You know what I'm saying? The coins, they're just ugly. They don't oh, hurt. Oh, no, they hurt. Hell really? yeah. What? Because they rub against your shoe? Maybe get a bigger shoe size, man. Man, even when you do that, Friction. it still hurt. I had terrible corns. But Friction is never good. Man. That that sounds like a fire. So I just had them shaved off, so I was good. Okay, yeah. See, this is totally different. <laughs> so they good. take a piece out. <laughs> yeah. They take a piece out. And, and it's not something you can see from looking at the foot. And you almost had a stroke during the surgery? No, that happened because I, I, I have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And so I hadn't been maintaining it the way I was supposed to. And so when they put me under... That's when all of that started happening. Because mm -hmm. you know your body responds differently once you sleep. Mm -hmm. So when they cut into the first foot, that's when my top numbers started rising. And that's what creates the stroke. Oh, mm -hmm. you got high blood pressure? Who getting on your nerves, Mo? W where you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> you got grown kids. Yeah. Where, where you want me to start? But that's hereditary, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, all four of my grandparents, both of my parents, mama and daddy, it's hereditary. People think if you're not 300 pounds, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. They look at me and like, how you get that? Well, how you eat, in in addition to the fact that it's hereditary, and then I still live in Georgia. What's like, living in Georgia have to do with it? Everything. Like dealing with like racism, kind of? To give you high blood pressure. Oh, the food! Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there. <laughs> hey, no more. Yes. I was in Hawkinsville yesterday. He said racism. Dude. I'm looking at this <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> now, I just said outside he was smart. He f***ed <laughs> it up. <laughs> I what? Forgot. I'm tired. I just got back from Georgia yesterday. You know what they gave me for lunch? What? Fried chicken. Yes. Macaroni yes. and cheese. Some dressing. Yes. Um, and collard greens. <laughs> and some thin bread toast. I was like, God damn. Yes. I had to eat because it was somebody's auntie. <laughs> no, you wanted to eat it because yes, it did. looked That's good. Lord, Period. I had to kind of like acclimate myself to just control. Mm -hmm. And then, too, I had to learn to, I just started um, like having massages, facials, go somewhere by myself. This all just started over the last year. For I really? never did that before, ever. Really? No. He can't even believe I don't have a nanny. I don't have none Yo, of that she stuff. Wild. She got a bunch of kids. She travel <laughs> everywhere, go to the game, take them. I'm like, you do it by yourself? Just take them to school? Yo, your kids ain't little, though. My kids are little. Five is little. Oh, you got a five-year-old. Yeah, my daughter's five. Mm -hmm. And um, she is like, it's Shannon's face, but she acts just like me. Mm -hmm. It's scary. That means she's going to have her gun license by 12. Now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you don't start early this morning now. You know, now you know, you know how I get down. What Monique say, call you by your first name here? Lenard. 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 Not this morning. Okay? No. But, and then I have my 14-year-old. Rocco is 14. Mm -hmm. um, and then my wild child, he's 11, mm -hmm. starting tackle football and all this other stuff. He's the one that you have to keep both eyes on 
literally. Romelo is the busiest. He's but he is the the one that enjoys trying all things new. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I got you know I just got to do what I got to do. My mom is a help. And when you grow up in the South, you see women do what I'm doing. That's a that's another learned behavior. Like my grandmother did everything for all of us. I don't think we had fast food until she was older, like sickly. Mm -hmm. You know, like we really grew up seeing it that way. So that's all I knew. You do too much. Not only that, you, you got your own label now, so you got to run your own label. Yeah. That's added stress. That's added stress. Added stress, yeah. Because every day I'm getting these alerts where the funds are depleting as I pay for things as we move around. What makes you want to be indie after all these years? You know what? I was on that one contract the whole time. Wow. Yeah, people thought it was like, you know, the labels were changing. So when you see it says Rowdy, then it says Arista, then it says Jay, mm -hmm. people don't realize that still was all the contract. transitions of the company, not not me. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't leaving. I was there the whole time. So when it ran out, I just pretty much said, let's try something different. You know who gave me a lot of insight on what it would be like? Who? And she lives an incredible life because of it is Anita Baker. Wow. Mm -hmm. She broke it down, numbers to the, I'm talking about every bit of the science of being independent. And she's like, you know, they say what they want about me. I, I clear these millions and go home. But there is a, a, a part of the stages of starting it that's completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, putting the record out, I was just like, what? Did we, we pay for that? I thought they just was going to do that because I've been around forever. Nope. No, you pay for every step of it, every stage of it. You got to pay for the videos, ads. You got to pay for ads, video, radio, everything. That. People think it just happens. Mm -mm. It does not just happen. And don't, let's not get into features. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people... But people do stuff for you, you, Monica. I'm sure they do stuff for you for free. You still got to clear them. Okay. And if they're signed to somebody else, they have nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not fees. Nobody's, like, charging me fees or anything. But it's like when it's time to clear it and put it out, then when you shoot your video, you got to take care, good care of them. You know, same thing I would require. Hair, makeup, your clothes, your flights, your crew, your food, your rider, all that. But you got a number one single. Congratulations, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Commitment. Second week in a row. Wow. Yeah. How did you feel when you got that number one as an independent artist? It, That's it, different. It, it, it was way different. It, mm -hmm. was, it was as huge to me as being... 13 years old and a record go number one and you coming from somewhere where they telling you like, oh, that's impossible. You should do something else. You're not going to make it doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, this feels like that. This feels like that all over again. All right, we got more with Monica. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Monica. Now, let's talk about commitment. Commitment is one of those records. It's a lot of feeling and commitment. Yes. A true yes. record? Yes. Absolutely. I'm a girl that likes being committed. I enjoy being with one person. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm able to... You know how some people are like, oh, God, you again. That's not That's not me. I really enjoy being with one person. I really don't have the patience for multiple people. That's what I was just telling this girl earlier. Like, I don't know what dating even is. Because for real, for real, I, if I like somebody, they're really the only person that I want to interact with. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to... You know how some people say mm -hmm. it's important that you get out and you mix with, you know, several people, see what you like? Listen, I already know what the hell I like. Mm -hmm. And I know when I don't like it, you know? So it's like if it's somebody that I meet, I enjoy being committed to one person. Mm -hmm. And that's all the song was about because we were talking about in the studio how now it's so casual. You know what I'm saying? So how did, how did uh, Shannon Brown that up? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've sat in this room a couple of times. And I said, I don't know what he's doing, but he need to be on his knees begging Monica to get back to him. Get back to him. <laughs> Only because we look at you what? in that light, like you a you a fly woman. Like, 
Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I feel like we were married, what, almost nine years? Mm-hmm. And I think life changes really got the best of both of us at times. You know, I take accountability for what my party is. I'm a very um, outspoken woman, you know, and I'm learning how to be more of a listener, mm-hmm. you know, than just speaking what I feel because he also went through a lot of different life changes. You know, he survived a major car accident. Mm-hmm. But that also changed the course of, you know, what's happening career-wise. So he planned in Big Three, doing other stuff. And I think that it took a toll because I probably didn't have enough around us Mm -hmm. to help us just facilitate what needed to happen. But, you know, it is what it is. Divorce is not being easy. But one thing about me, I'm going to respect him to the death, though. I don't hate him. I think there's a difference when you walk away from something and you real mad. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I, was, I, I mean, I know it wasn't knowing Fidelity because black men don't cheat. So I figured That's that That's a y'all, damn lie. I, I don't even probably... know why y'all keep this going. That's just foolish. What? Not the Shannon part. The black men don't what cheat do part. Doing, it's just I, foolish. What are you doing, man? What, what is Sometimes him? You got to know when to tap out, Listen, man. him and Duval both are out of control I with this whole black men don't cheat thing. Mm-hmm. We don't. Because I've never dated no other race. So you really don't want me to get in on this black those, man? Those don't are black grown thing. boys. Us black men. Oh, so you're saying men there don't? There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's a quick flip. You should. You should. You should. You should definitely write songs. <laughs> you should. You, you fix that quick before my auntie neck and shit start coming out. You fix that real fast. <laughs> Now, now, with him leaving the league, did that affect when he got injured? Because if you do something since you were five years old, play basketball. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden you can't. That had to have an effect on the relationship, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Any, I mean, you, you got to factor all of that in. You know what I'm saying? And then when you got children, we're not just working for ourselves. Right. You know, he and I both are working to make sure that they have everything that they need. Mm-hmm. And you establish a lifestyle for them. You don't want that to ever have to change. So, of course. How do you know when it's over, though? Because I'm thinking about it from the perspective of a married man. Like, how yeah. do you know when it's over? Like, you know what? Like, we can't even just go into the other room and then talk about this later. Like, it's done, done. I don't think you ever get to a point where you understand that that is the case. I think actions start to show mm-hmm. that, it, that, that, it, that it's come to an end more than anything to me. But I do remember feeling like, why can't we get along? Why mm-hmm. can't we figure this one situation in particular out. Why is that repetitively happening? That is what stood out more to me than anything else because I definitely feel like that'll always be somebody that I love. Mm -hmm. And see, to me, it's weird when I see people, they spend all these years together and then when they're apart, everything that comes out of your mouth is negative. I just don't feel like that about Shannon. I think people are waiting for this moment where... What's she going to say? What's going to happen? It was the same thing being on TV at the same time. I'm like, I honestly don't feel like that, you know? And I feel like we do our kids an injustice when you're running around talking about the person Mm -hmm. that is a part of them even walking the earth. Like, that's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. So my whole way of looking at stuff is so different than most people. But I think what happens is when you realize you're not finding a way to work through things, that's more what happened Mm -hmm. than anything else. The hardest part got to be the five-year-old, your daughter, the co-parenting, right? Um, No, the hard part is with all three of them. Mm. He's been in their lives since they were, what, three and five? Mm-hmm. If not younger than that, you know, so it's hard with every single one of them. There's no difference because biologically they aren't related to him. Mm-hmm. They've been in a home with this man nine years. 
when they started picking up footballs and basketballs, mm-hmm. he was teaching them that stuff. You know, they also have a father who plays a major part, but it's like at the end of the day, every day they woke up, they woke up with this person. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult with all of them. There's no difference just because she's biologically his. Now how how is that for you? You you got a, a couple of young men that you're raising that I'm sure into girls now. That's right. Yes. I'm sure going out now. A couple good young black men who don't cheat. <sighs> oh, so how are you dealing with that? You know, they're bringing them young girls around the house and all that. She, as Monica pulls Charlamagne's mic away from him. <laughs> now how is that? It's been amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's been cool. I, I tell you what did, there have been a lot of positives in the mm-hmm. negative. One thing it forced everybody to do is to talk. And what's dope is that my son's straight up been asking questions. About they want to know about everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my... About sex? Well, I don't hide real life, streets, music, sex, nothing from my kids I don't hide my kids from it in any way. I teach them. Mm-hmm. I tell them the truth. I use it as teachable moments. It's hard for fathers to have. Like I got three girls, so it's hard for me to have. Those, yeah, it's hard for me to have those conversations Ooh. with. But well, that's when I used to, I was a hoe in a past life. So. <laughs> so I've grown. Before the become, black men don't cheat. When I was a black boy. God bless your wife. But God as a black bless man, her. That doesn't cheat. You know, those three girls. It's hard to have those conversations with them about like sex and stuff. Like my girls is eleven and three. You got to teach about guys like you who who. Don't say guys like me as if you've been Mr. Clean your whole life. I've changed. You want to Google? I've changed. Oh, oh please. <laughs> Not Google. <laughs> Not Google. But I have that conversation early because I know there's creeps out there and I know, I know what they do. So yeah. I try to show them who the bad guys are and what to look for. I, I try to do as I wasn't a bad guy. I was just a man. Oh, we were all just men. We were dogs. Yeah. You got you hair from saying? a crackhead, bro. I was selling crack. That's a damn. Oh, that's a <laughs> No, 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 because you know my history for real, for real, and no, no. That was a bartering. And not one time. No. That was once, maybe twice. It was a bartering. No, no, uh-uh, because, yeah, because, no, no, uh-uh. Nope. All right, when we come back, we got more with Monica, but let's get into a Monica mini-mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God, and we're still kicking it with Monica. Charlemagne? Do you think Monica uh, gets the respect she deserves in the game? Uh, you know what I can appreciate? When I'm present, I do. Mm-hmm. And that means more to me. People still treat me with a certain amount of respect that I can appreciate. When it comes to the music Absolutely not. I've always been the underdog in that sense. Um, it is very easy to for people to dismiss things that I did at 12, 13, 14, 15. If you listen to Why I Love You So Much, mm. I sang that at 12. Mm-hmm. What? At 12. If you can't respect that, I don't get it. You were 12? 12. 12. God damn. 12. I turned 13 when Just One of Them Days dropped, and by the time the album dropped, they had to pull Just One of Them Days off the shelves. We were almost the three million singles sold. You remember them days mm-hmm. where people had a cassettes yeah, and the vinyls to actually yeah, buy it? And so they had to pull it off the shelves because the concern with um, at Rowdy and Arista at the time, you know, Dallas is the one that signed me. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't have been anybody better to have signed me at that age because he treated me as his daughter. It was just... He never made me feel like if she not selling records, she not important. Mm. It was always about, listen, are you okay? Is this too much? 
You don't have to do this. Everything about who you are is great. Don't let them tell you different. If I'm not present to say it for you, you say it yourself. Mm. And so that outspokenness is actually why they titled the first album Miss Thing. So when he pulled the single off the shelves, it was because they were getting ready to release Miss Thing, and they didn't want people to just keep buying the single and not buy the album. So what happened was I turned 14 right after the album dropped. But those songs were recorded when I was 12, 13 Mm. years old. I gave up my whole childhood and never even complained about it. You've never heard me sit somewhere like, if I could have just done this, I'd be mm-hmm. a better person. Nah, I'm who I'm supposed to be because I did what I was supposed to do. And you ain't go crazy either. You got all the child thoughts that I went crazy. crazy. Yeah. I didn't go crazy. And my personal life was crazy enough for me to have been crazy. But because of the people that were around me and the fact that I never saw the need to step outside of who I was to try and sell records... And I've just comfortably been in this position forever, like because I know what I've done. But when they, when I, when I found out I was pregnant with my second son, they like it's over now. You, you, you've done a great job. Wow. We all love you. It's like they just put you out the past. <laughs> yeah, they like out. yeah. And so I was just like quietly rocking my baby, thinking of what I wanted to do because. I've always been told what I couldn't do and defied those odds. So mm-hmm. it didn't break me. You know, I'm sure most people would have been in depression, mm-hmm. but I was at home chilling, prepping, still standing, which ended up being a huge record for me. And people got to respect the music when they come to your shows, though. Like, because it's like you got to be at least 20 songs deep on a show easily. <laughs> yeah, easy. I do 60 well, I love minutes. You so easy. much. So uh, gone. Still standing. So gone. Everything to me. Mm-hmm. For you, I will. For you, I will. Ooh. Um, I've been doing For You, I Will uh, lately. I, I, for a while, I was doing it for Nipsey and Lauren. Mm. And we would just take a minute, just mm-hmm. take like a quiet prayer break, put the lights up for a second. You know, it, it just songs have marked times in my life, mm-hmm. but now the lyrics all mean something different. But well, Monica got to go. Yeah, and we need to do a Monica mix this morning. We, we got we got all And you records. and Duval need to drop this black men don't cheat Why? foolishness unless you're going to hold seminars we, and figure oh. out who the men are, separate them for these women so that they know where to date, who to date, who to meet. Because right now, you guys are just <laughs> aimlessly moving in your movement. Mm. <laughs> you need some councils. You need some boards set up. You know what I'm saying? We got the Faithful Black Men Association. It's just about changing the narrative. <laughs> Look how I'm looking at you. <laughs> we do. We have a Faithful Black Male Association. You want to see my card? Let me show you my card. Hold on. Mm-mm. That card looks you so You ain't know Chick-fil-A was open on Sundays. It is with that card. What did it say? Faithful Black Men. Association. Exclusive members card. Yes. And you said that what? gets you into Chick-fil-A on Sundays? Yes. This card represents current membership in the Congregation of Faithful Black Men. Yes, ma'am. Serving, protecting, and honoring who, though? All women. Why I don't say that? Because <laughs> that's something that we know. That's written in our heart. No, hell no. That's I, written it, in our heart, It would have to be card. on this card, because the rest of this ain't even in English. Well, that's the barcode. <laughs> no, this say fittest or Katie's. What is that? That means faithful in um, whatever language that is. <laughs> No, for real, it do. It do mean faithful. You, you see, but you see how that left too much room for your own interpretation. This is, I'm going to tell you in Duval this one time and one time only. Mm-mm-mm. Organize. Yes. Your administration. Yes. Okay? I agree. First things first, get all the men men yes. together. Yes. That, that needs to happen. We meet up on Sundays. Where? Church. Church where? It's the secret church. I can't, I'm saying too much. <laughs> Church like Cheetah Church? No, it ain't no like Cheetah Magic Church. Like Magic City Church? I ain't cheated in four years. Is that supposed to be a celebration? Yes. <laughs> Listen, if I was you sober, ditch, bro. if I was sober, how long, for, wait, how long have you been married though? Um, 
Listen, we're talking about particulars. <laughs> yeah, we're talking Whoa. particulars. Oh. I, 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 see, you, but you see what oh. happened? You see what happened? They want to talk particulars <laughs> no. with me, but they don't want me to talk particulars <laughs> with them. This the problem right here. You take this damn card and you put it no. where the sun don't shine because you ain't but, figured out what's happening in this administration. No, I've been with my girl for 22 years. We've been married. <laughs> we've been married for I think Monica just passed out. <laughs> Monica I just, just died. Out. But we've been together since we've been kids. Listen, I'm going to say this to Mrs. Charlemagne. And I'll she, pistol she whip him for too. you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I will take him out back right now for you. But she did her dirt, what? too. We grown together. You know, I just grew up a little later. You know men mature later than women. But now... Faithful black man. You want to hear a story? Wouldn't even think please. about it. Please. No, do you want to hear a story? Please tell me. I got me. a story, too. Please tell me Don't act like story. you ain't got no stories. Please, please tell this me. This nigga here acting like he just been Mr. Clean his whole life. Clean. But I'm just, I'm shut up. As I know a beige men don't cheat. Look, he said he knows when to be quiet. I know when to be quiet. That's... But we change. Yeah, you know what? That's that's key in a successful marriage. Too. That is true. Sometimes being sometimes. quiet is winning the argument. Yeah, Some sometimes being quiet. Wait, is there a winner and loser in an argument? Goddamn right. No, because no, if, you try, if, you, if you're trying to win or lose, then you know you're really yeah, not that's, having a conversation. If you're trying to win or lose, that's then... That's the problem. You want yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Conversation, conversations are good, yeah. and I'm going to say this flat out, period, point blank, and Black no, no we cheat. didn't go... Oh, I thought my bad. Char I thought you were about to say it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep my hands to myself. They... <laughs> listen, counseling is good. Yes. Go to counseling. Mm -hmm. Please. I went as a kid. And it was probably one of the best things that my mom could have ever done for us. Mm. When when she divorced my dad, we went to counseling, and it was it, it was the best thing that could have happened. I go to therapy once a week. You need to. Yeah. <laughs> you need to. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Monica, we appreciate you joining us. You remember I had to call you? I He's do. so inappropriate. His wife is a that was special ten years person. ago, Mo. It wasn't no damn ten years ago. Seven, it was definitely on the eight. show. It, it was, was like a... six or seven. I, I called Lala and was like, "Hey, what's Charlemagne on?" What did true. you say? I don't remember. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. He a liar. I am. Yes, but he I don't, is. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to relive that old me. Like <laughs> that behind me, not gonna bring me back there. Say, all right, all right. <laughs> he makes me. You know what? But, but what's scary is I actually love Charlemagne. It's so weird. Well, have I not grown? Come on now. No. Lord, no, I, I hear. I, I listen to you all story? the time. No, you have not. Let me tell you. You've right? just grown more. What you've done is you've learned how to do it so swiftly that most people sitting in this chair don't know what happens to them. I just don't let you get past me. I came in here with my work boots on. Like, um, yeah, but, yeah, I'm waiting on Charlamagne. Mo, let me tell you, one time I used to have a mattress over Shut there. Shut up, man. I, and it was just my, you know, That was worked, 10 years ago. Okay, so I'm about to tell my envy story yeah, then. Let's it. go. Forget I got it. Look, you said forget let, it. Let me tell you. Okay. And you ain't got a story as bad as this. Yes, I do. All right, you're right. <laughs> Let me stop. His wife, his wife <laughs> put it out. His wife, wait, wait. It's the breakfast club in the morning. Okay, we will stand strong, <laughs> all right? And we will continue to show and prove through actions and deeds, all right? All right. Well, morning, everybody. We are the breakfast club. Let's get to the rumors. Oh, that was Monica, too, by the way. Commitment. Hey, Monica, commitment. Yes. Let's get to the rumors. We are talking Drake. It's this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Drake has put together a compilation called Care Package, and that has some of his best tracks that he just put out loosely that wasn't on any studio releases. So it's a 17-song project that's out right now. So you can get all of that, things like Dreams Money Can Buy, How About Now, 5 a.m. in Toronto, 4 p.m. in Calabasas, 
his Jodeci Freestyle featuring J. Cole, Girls Love Beyonce featuring James Fontley-Roy. So. so there's no new music? No, it's just things he put out loosely. Like okay. this, you know, and then you're like, where can I get that? Now you can stream those songs. So it's like right. a playlist, like a Drake playlist, basically. Right. Uh, and it was yeah. like no, nothing was on an album. It was just loose singles he put out. Gotcha. All right, now, you want to hear a creepy story? So... The drummer from this band, Echo Smith, his name is Graham Sierra Rota. He has had to apologize. You know why? I don't know if he I want to slid into the DMs of Travis Barker's 13-year-old daughter. And said what? So he's 20 years old, and she actually put him on blast. Now, first, he introduced himself, and then he said, By the way, I'm Graham from Echo Smith, and I think you're beautiful. Then he decided to invite her to a party, and she replied to him, You're like 40. <laughs> his response was I just wanted to say I really like your music and sorry messaging and I'm 20 that was his response now he looks like a creep in the face come on now let's look at the carefully come on Definitely. now she told him okay but you understand I'm a child and that's when she posted that and she said so once again I'm bringing this to your attention because I'm a 13 year old girl and he is a 20 super creepy and she captioned the screenshots like that, so. how, did that how did Graham Cracker respond uh, he hasn't, but he has now apologized. But it is, according to uh, Travis Barker, who has spoken to numerous outlets, that's predatory behavior, and there's nothing cool, normal, or okay about it at all. Now, since then, Graham has made his Instagram profile private and issued an apology. He said, I had invited, her name is Alabama, Alabama to my parents' big family barbecue along with many other people, and it wasn't until she responded that I realized her age, at which point I apologized to her. I'm really sorry, and I feel very badly about this. I didn't realize she was a minor and assumed she was my age. I made a careless mistake, and this is a big lesson for me. I would like to apologize again to Alabama her dad, Travis, and her family. It's amazing how old we look to young people, though. She's 13. He's she 20. He's like 40. She's 40. <laughs> My kids do that to me all the time. They think we like 60-something years old. Like, it's unbelievable. All right, now, Jay like, Prince you, has... You have a, hey, a kid tell you, like, did you know Marvin Gaye? Like, how old do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> I, I never had no kid ask me that, man. <laughs> no one ever asked me that either. <laughs> all right, Nicki Minaj has added the last name Petty to her name. We told you about her getting her marriage license, and you know her fiancé, maybe it's her husband, I don't know. Name is Kenneth Petty, so now her name is Onika Tanya Mirage Petty. So she's doing the hyphenation last name. Now, some people bombs. are saying that they think that she got married already because some of her close friends flew into L.A., and that was the day after she got her marriage license, and they stayed in town for less than a day and flew back out again. Some people are saying maybe the wedding is going to happen this weekend. Who knows? But... We do know she's planning to get married if she hasn't already. All right, now 50s. Let me tell you something. What? Mm -hmm. Nikki and her man are soulmates, okay? And that is meant to be because Petty recognizes Petty. <laughs> and I'm a Petty person. Nikki Minaj is Petty too. <laughs> Drop one of Clues Bombs for Nikki Minaj Petty. Onika Mirage Petty. I like that. Well, congratulations to them. Yes. If it did happen. If it did happen. Okay, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, I haven't given Donkey today to somebody in the Bronx in a while, but you know the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and this is a crazy situation. Would you ever steal from a dead person? Let's talk about it. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the breakfast.
Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey of the day for Friday, August 2nd, goes to a Bronx woman named Latanya Shalisha Stewart. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Uh, Little Duval literally just asked me, is the Bronx really as crazy as people say it is? Well, on a scale of one to Florida, uh, the Bronx is Florida with no beach and bodegas. Okay, Latanya, does Bronx have a beach? Mm, that you would swim in. Now, Latanya is 26 City years Island, old. Okay. Yeah, Latanya is 26, old, 26 years old. And on this past Wednesday, she was indicted on 22 counts of burglary, grand larceny, criminal possession of stolen property, petite larceny, criminal mischief, possession of uh, burglar tools, and three motor vehicle violations. If you don't understand those charges, let me translate for you. Latanya was stealing, stealing. All right? She's a thief. Not just any type of thief. She was one of those uh, flockers who would stake out your house, and when you weren't home, she would break in and steal jewelry and other personal items, just breaking windows and glass doors to get in. But it was a particular type of person she would target, and it was a particular way that she would find out the person wasn't home. Would you like to know how Latanya from the BX was getting in, getting her intel? Let's go to NBC4 NY for the report, please. Losing a loved one wasn't enough. Police say a Bronx woman was trying to take advantage of that loss while mourners were at funerals. The 26-year-old suspect is tied to a series of burglaries, and police believe she was not acting alone. Police say Latanya Stewart and a still unknown accomplice would find victims through the online obituary website Legacy.com. Little did Stewart know, on May 1st, Greenberg police were waiting when she pulled up. When police pulled Stewart over on Watch Hill Drive, they found a three-month-old baby in the back seat, along with what they now believe is stolen property from a host of other home break-ins. Uh, Orchard Beach in the BX. Orchard Beach. You ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, Orchard Beach. Yeah, huh? yeah, they say Tim's wash up on the show all the time. But let me tell you something. When I hear stories like this, I am immediately impressed but equally parts disappointed because it's all just a waste of creativity and energy. If you can think of an elaborate plan to do something negative and illegal, you can put that same energy into doing something constructive and positive, okay? You're not applying yourself, Latanya. Why? Because you want immediate results instead of going through the grind in the process of obtaining something through legal means. But the difference is the thing you acquire legally actually lasts longer and doesn't get your ass killed or sent to jail. And have you ever thought about the negative energy you are bringing into your life by stealing from dead people? Like, how are you stealing from grandmas and granddaddies? What about people who died tragically? What about people who lost kids? None of that deterred you from running up in these people's houses? Like, how can you look at an obituary of somebody who died and then go to their house where their picture is all over the place just staring at you, just taking their stuff? I mean, I know they can't take it with them, but that don't mean you're supposed to take it, Okay. Latanya was taking the time to get obituaries, read them, figuring out where these people live just so she could rob them. Like, you could literally take that same energy, pick up something to read, learn a trade, learn how to sell something via e-commerce. I don't know, sell T-shirts online. You could sell Meg the Stallion knee braces. I, I don't know. How about just pick up the classifieds and see who's hiring and drive your ass down there and fill out applications? The energy you are spending doing crime is the energy you could be spending doing something constructive. Stories like this are all just a reminder of misguided energy, okay? That's what this is, misguided energy. Latanya Stewart could literally be anything she wanted to be and could do anything she put her mind to, but for whatever reason, she chose a life of crime. Please give Latanya Stewart from the BX the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> and speaking of uh, breaking into people's houses and robbing them... Uh, your celebrity in chief, Donald Trump. Oh, he just tweeted. He just tweeted out. What did he say? Really bad news. The Baltimore house of Elijah Cummings was robbed. Too bad. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the worst, man. Drop one of clues bombs. He just don't care. For that fastest president, <laughs> he is King Petty. You hear me? All right. <laughs>
Thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, Crime Mob. That's right, the latest hey, of Crime Mob. Listen, Diamond and Princess. Listen, let's be clear. Diamond and Princess yeah, not just going to be here. And and ready to f- it is the 15th anniversary of that song. That's right. Mm. It is the 15th anniversary of that Negro spiritual we call Nuck If You Buck. Diamond and Princess have an album out today called Vagina Power. Ooh. I love it. And drama board up, who's just turned into a troll over the past couple <laughs> weeks, is going to look. He looked me in my eye earlier yes, and told me that yep. he didn't even know Diamond and Princess was on this song. He didn't know women was on Which this is song. Crazy. He thought Lil Scrappy was on this song. As if the I don't women. Know why you pay attention? Just does the intro. As if Diamond and Princess don't have the best verses on this song. Correct. That's the part come on, I know. bruh. All right. When Trying we come you. back, we gonna kick it with them. So don't move. It's the Breakfast hey. Club. Come on. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, indeed. Hey. Princess hey. and Diamond hey. from Crime Mind. I'm so glad to see y'all both together. Yes. I feel, like this is, do it. I feel like this is a long time coming. Yes. How long y'all known each other now? Ooh. She says what? Sixth grade? 2001. Oh, so y'all like met in middle school or something mm-hmm. like that. Wow. She was in sixth grade, I was in seventh grade, and the boys were in eighth grade. Because y'all was in high school when Nuck If You Buck took off, right? Yeah, high school. Early high school, I was working at McDonald's. The youngest person at 14 working at McDonald's, and I would take the McDonald's checks. And we would get crime mob shirts airbrushed at uh, the flea market. Mm-hmm. And then we would go to the skating rink or whatever and pass them out. And people knew Nuck If You Buck. We had other songs, but Nuck If You Buck really stuck. And... Nucky Few Buck is about to celebrate 15 years. 15 wow. years. Today. Wow. Yep. Well, we came out with our first album, August 3rd, 2004. Do you think y'all got too much success too fast? Yes. And too young? We would come home from school. Somebody would have got yeah, beaten like a, up, and we would chant different stuff. Beat his ass. Whatever. We're from Ellenwood, but they changed the school districts in high school. So we thought we was all going to Cedar Grove High School, and they they made us go to MLK. MLK is Ellenwood. And that was like Thonia. So we was like, man, we finna wear Cedar Grove stuff every day. We were in Ellenwood stuff every Mm -hmm. day. We started getting suspended because it was like, okay, y'all are an Ellenwood gang. We can't have this activity. So they knew very early on that, you know, we was a rap group. And, and we was know. with the shit. did your first the- deal? Y'all only got $1,000 each? No, yeah, hell well, no. Yes, it was. Our look, first deal. They got more. <laughs> they got more <laughs> than you not. Well, okay, look. See, this is where the galleries, this is where you got to know your contracts. <laughs> We had a messed up contract. We signed. We were all under I was 18. 14. I was 16. Um, and the boys were 17. Mm-hmm. We signed everything away. We didn't have our publishing or anything. That's not all that. Y'all signed yeah. Scrappy, right? We were signed. But well, he, he didn't, didn't even know yeah, we were signing him business. to this other guy. Yeah, we were not going to say his name. I remember him. You know. So we signed our deal. No lawyer. No lawyer. No manager. Come on, Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> Who side are you on, Charlotte? Well, you could have got out of that then. Y'all we we did, but that. it took it took a lot of work. Um, we had a key man clause in our contract that said we that minors. if Scrappy didn't and then we uphold a certain percentage, then we could get out of it. So we got half of our publishing back to this date. Okay. On that particular project. Did Nuck If You Buck happen because y'all got into a fight in the house? Lil' J got in a fight in the house or something? Mm-mm. Nuggie Buck happened because somebody got beat up at school. At school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything started at school. We got tried a lot because we were so little and so young, and we telling everybody else, if you buck, then nuck. 
And they like, all right, well, we book enough. Come on. Mm-hmm. So um, God bless the boys. The boys had to get... Mm, they yeah, held their own every time, though. We, we got hard. To, we didn't have to goddamn beat some ass. Oh, yeah. Down. Now, so being that y'all was so close, how did y'all let the industry cause y'all to separate? And how did y'all separate and why? Because I remember y'all was supposed to do a reality show, an yeah. album. Oh, man. It was the Warner Brothers, I believe, right? It was Warner Brothers. Shout out to Warner Brothers. I think, um, well, first off, it was more. It was a I lot. I want to hear both sides. Time. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he done, Charlotte done crossed his arm. I think the arm. first initial really <laughs> He done crossed his arm and sat back. Well, it all started. <laughs> I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. People don't know it's 90% business, 10% entertainment. You know, we've been in a lot of messed up situations, been with a lot of people who would get in this person's ear, do this, get in this person's ear. You know, we take responsibility for our own actions. But at the end of the day, we were so young. You know, our parents didn't really know about the industry. You know what I'm saying? So these people that was appointed to handle our stuff, is the, the main people that's kind of like feeling to the fire on top of the business not being together and it's not really having a drive for it because the business all messed up. So that was mm-hmm. kind of, for me, how it initially started off. Um, First off, I would say we started very, very early and young. Um, I really feel like Warner Brothers did a good job with keeping us, like, not knowing how big we were mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or how famous we were. Because we didn't have social media, so we didn't know how many eyeballs were on us and everything. I told her the other day, I didn't realize that we were famous until the Soulja Boy thing. Yeah, and World Star had just jumped off our little altercation. Yeah, I didn't know about what's Soulja Boy thing. It was his little MTV party. You gotta explain it to the people, man. Breakfast Club, they real y'all. What happened? Y'all know y'all Google Diamond and Princess, and the first thing that come up is a damn Soulja Boy fight. Did y'all beat up Soulja Boy? No. Dre. 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 They beat up Soldier Boy. They beat up Soldier Boy. <laughs> no, so um, when we first split, Soldier Boy had a party, and it was it really wasn't really anything, but that was our first time seeing each other since the split. And y'all look like y'all wanted to fight. Yeah, and at the time, I really feel, and this is this is the God honest truth. This is my sister, like. We might get into it, but it's it's something in me that will never allow it. To fight it won't each let other. me go. We're not gonna fight each other that far. Mm-mm. And God bless Shadilo. He was in the middle of it, and I remember looking at him, and he gave me that chill pee look, like because that's really one of the only people that I really rock with in this fake industry. Mm-hmm. So to see him, and he kind of had like a hurt look. Oh gosh, no. Not finna happen. <clears throat> I'm hard. Ain't nothing wrong with crying over Shorty oh Low. God. Rest in peace, Low. Yeah, rest in peace, Shorty Low. But what was the beef between y'all to begin so, with, though? I really feel like, like Diamond said, it a, was lot a lot of, of it people, was a lot of men. It's honestly, you know, of course, people gonna argue. They gonna disagree. You dealing with different personalities. Family disagree all the time. Yeah. When you got people that's with you every day putting the extra 10 on it, it just makes it worse. So, so it'd be yeah. like somebody getting the princess in and be like, you don't need diamonds. Somebody getting your in and be like, you don't need princess. Yeah, it'd be that. It'd be, you know, little stuff. Um, like, we were on the road so much. We was Six on the road so the much, we had a secret meeting to tell Johnny to stop booking shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, how did y'all get but back cool after all that? We always do, like, uh, birthday bashes and yeah. spot dates at different places, but... This time, it just felt like the time was right. Shout out to Solange. Yes, Lord. Um, we were on her album, and then we are about to do Coachella with her, mm-hmm. and um, that fell through. And then she hit us up about doing the, the Met, um, Gala. Met Gala after party. Mm-hmm. 
So after seeing her, like, literally just enjoying us and sitting down in Indian style with her phone up, like, really rocking, I'm like, And man. giving us the G, having a real conversation. Man. Like, telling us, like, be, get, like, get it together. Yeah. Like, she was inspired. And we like, no, we're inspired. Like, mm -hmm. like what you... Little bitty us. How the freak you did know you find? So just really just getting us all the way together and just being able to be a part of, you know, her journey and being able to kind of appear here and there and do some mm -hmm. more things with her is just a blessing. It's allowed us to mm -hmm. have more opportunities, these different tours, this album that's out now, Vagina Power. Vagina Power. You know what I'm saying? Everybody about? put your in the air. Up, know what I'm saying? Charlie, I can't do this <laughs> for some reason. I can't I got three do this daughters. I'll okay, throw it up. Put it up. Yeah. yeah. And you then when they come together, throw it up what do they daughter, do? Andy. The throw it up for your wife. You got girls. Throw it up. You got women in your scissor, life you love. Scissor. Hey. Yay. Hey. 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 You go too far. You go too far. You go too far. It goes too far. Yeah. What that mouth do, Charlotte? Let me see what that mouth do. Spread them. When, when vagina power coming out? Goodness gracious. It's out now. It's out? Mm -hmm. Right now. All right, we got more with the ladies from Crime Mob. Matter of fact, let's get into a Crime Mob mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Crime Mob mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Diamond and Princess from the Crime Mob. Are y'all surprised Nuck if your buck is so big I right was just going to say it's bigger than Negro spiritual. Like, let me, let me is, tell you. You just oh, built all the Hennessy. I'm a Every club, every night in Don't different cities. Age. Don't matter the age. Mm -mm. That's a song nine times out of ten that's going to get played. But I didn't like Nuck if your buck starting out. The, my father was the first person who was like, you got all these people in my house, all this bibbity bop, but that nuck and buck to you stuck, that's the one. I was like, Daddy, you don't know what you're talking about. We're musicians. You don't know. Nucky Buck is not the one. We got beat your ass. We got mm -hmm. and, and we got drop bombs on them hoes. And he was like, no, that's the one. He predicted that one, stilettos and rocky hips. And I fought tooth and nail not to get on rocky hips. Why? The boys was like, we're just extra. We're just the eye candy. I was like, all right, y'all have y'all little song then. We got Rocking his wave and sip. That don't even make sense. And then they sent it into the label. And my dad was like, if y'all, if the girls get on it, it's mm -hmm. a hit. I was like, no, let them have their little song. Let them have Rocky Hips. And then it was like, no, y'all get your asses in there. This is the single. I was like, F we got to get on this song. But tell me the truth. Did y'all like really have a fist fight? You and Diamond just to, just to you know, really, no, really get things off your chest? We didn't. We didn't have a. You fist trying to get some tea, huh? A long discussion. No, we. No, you know what? I, I thought we were gonna have it up here. I thought it was gonna be our therapist and like really dive deep into like now what really what? No, before we stop uh, for real, let me say this: for a long time, I wanted crime mob to disappear. Really? Yeah, because. I felt like we got famous really fast, and then when we broke up, it was like, what do you do now? Because we were still in, like, legalities trying to get our everything back, so we couldn't really put out music. And for a long time, I just wanted us to just disappear. And this one right here would not go away. And I'm like, oh, my God. What like, do you mean, I, as far as music? Or? Yeah, just period. The public presence and everything, so it just kept going. And I just want to say, on Worldwide Everything, thank you, because for a long time... I, um, so if Diamond would have stopped, you would have stopped. Yeah, Diamond I was not ready stop. to Ben stop Diamond and then just go to music. college and then yeah, it was like fuck man. How many mixtapes you put out Diamond? Like three bitch music. It was more than that. Eight. Like yeah, seven. I'm sorry, seven. Damn. Yeah, I really wanted to disappear. I wanted crying. <laughs> y'all don't do this to me. Y'all know I'm emotional. I already done cried back there, so I'm not finna do this again. But 
For real, for real, I really wanted everybody to just forget about Crime Mob for a minute. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> damn it. No. But you didn't want to rap no more, period. No, I didn't want to rap. I wanted to, like, write for other artists. I changed my name. Like, I just wanted to, you know, be creative. But it's something about that Crime Mob brand. Mm -hmm. It's something that's bigger than us. Thanks. It's the culture. Is the resurgence of all the other women in hip-hop, is that making y'all want to be a part of everything, oh, yeah. too? Yeah, because yeah, my son... <laughs> His favorite song for a minute was Act Up. You didn't get smashed. Lord have mercy. So he'd be like, here you go, mommy. Here you go. Period. <laughs> that would be, you know what? And I'd be like, no, baby, that's Auntie Miami. Time out, time out, time out. And then he'd be oh. like, oh, cutter, mommy, oh, cutter. I'm like, nope, that's Auntie Cardi, baby. Oh, Mommy's Auntie coming. Auntie Cardi, Auntie Miami. Mommy's coming. I love it. <laughs> Mommy's back in the studio. <laughs> but time out. This would, I think, would be a dope collaboration. Put it out in the atmosphere. Okay. Mm -hmm. City Girls, mm -hmm. Diamond and Princess, mm -hmm. Megan Thee Stallion. I love Hey. And Cardi, you know what, that would be a dope ass collaboration. Y'all can do like a new ladies' night. Remember ladies' Look, night? I have, a, I have the track in my phone right now. I want y'all to hear it. A ladies' night track. Yes. And what shout out to M Tech. Why you? He did I hear this before we got here? I tried to send it to. It wasn't working. <laughs> Hold up. Pause. No, listen, listen, pause. listen, listen. Pause, 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 shout out pause, to Matt. Diamond really upset. She ain't heard this track yet. I know. I know. I wanted to surprise her. So you want Meg on it? City Girls, Cardi. Yes. How did motherhood change y'all? Man, motherhood changed I'll let everything. You go first and I didn't have, know I'm about like the perception of time before motherhood. And now it's just like everything has to be scheduled and just be ready to yell. I mean, get yelled at by a three year old. And for me with my son, like it's we are so, so close. Like just him getting here is a blessing. Just <laughs> just everything that I went through, you know what I'm saying? Just to get him here. I feel like it was one of them things where I was like, dang, why I ain't do this sooner? You know, but I don't feel like it was the right person. But now it's like everything that I do is for him. And then when we go on tour, our kids can come with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can play together. So it's funny how God works in mysterious ways. Like Your son three, two? He's two and a half. Okay. They six months apart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they yeah. play together and all that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember when people thought Nugget V. Buck was too violent to play. They used to be protesting helicopters you know, and everything you know, outside. We almost got sued by Harvard. No, why? Yeah, they played it I, at a Halloween party, and two scientists got to, uh, I was going to say, got to shooting. Got to fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, I'm on this one. Boom, with the beaker. <laughs> nah, but they got to fighting, and they wanted to sue us. That's possible? It's T. I ain't even know it. So Charlemagne, I, I wanted to publicly say, I am so proud of you. Talk to me. Do you know when we first started, you were one of the people that made me afraid of being famous? Why? Because when we did our first interview in Ooh, Columbia, South Carolina, I'm finna say this. Yes, I am. Don't say it. Say this off air. No, 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 I'm finna no. say it because you've been a bully. And I want to. Me? You've been a bully. I was a bully. Whoa. I ain't never bullied y'all. Let me tell y'all something about, hold about Uncle Charlotte over here. Talk to me. So, this is the first time we had an interview I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh huh. Shout out to Chris. She got so a good he, memory. I he thought brought I had us out memory. to um, visit Uncle Charla. And um, he was like, yeah, we just had this badass artist out oh, here. He think up. he's a singer. So I made him sing live. <laughs> and you made T-Pink sing. Got the body of a guy. You remember? And you rewound it like 13 times. Got the body of a goddess. What is this shit? I was like. We got an interview with him. Oh my! I remember y'all dying laughing. Oh no! I, and was, I remember Diamond telling me to keep I playing it over and over. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the back like, is this hell? <laughs>
Oh, I'm not no, ready. No, no. I'll be mad. So yeah, I you, you was talking about what you call him. Oh, that wasn't just, real. That was a rumor. We're not gonna talk about Memphis Bleak. Yeah, that's the homie. That was a rumor. <laughs> That was a rumor. That never happened. You know who y'all should ask at the ladies' night record? Who? Nikki. Yeah. Y'all yeah. ever met Nikki? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, happy to like... see, I'm happy to see y'all back together for real, for real. Yeah. In a real way. In a real organic, real way. You can tell it's real, right? Absolutely. I've been on y'all for what, 14? Yeah, salute to you. Remember I you wanted us to get on the, um... I need my book. You make me want to slap me and... Yeah, she so got a good ass memory. Oh, my God. Yeah. you was talking that... Tell them where to find y'all crazies. You can follow me on Instagram, Dominatiel. You can also follow me on Facebook, Official Dominatiel. You can find me at Princess Digital for everything. I don't do Facebook because somebody hacked that. Somebody hacked mine too, but it's all good. And they talking reckless, man. Got my my grandma in the uproar. No. Like, man, they be talking about effing I'm like, Grandma, please get off Facebook. They be trying to act like they get off Facebook. You're not supposed to be a on Facebook. A whole dime and a whole reasons. princess. Well, Diamond and Princess Vagina Power's out right now. Thank you so we much. We love y'all. Love you too. For everything. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. All the guys, the rumor report, with Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report, the Breakfast Club. Yes, let's set it off by saying congratulations to Keisha Cole. She had her baby boy. So congratulations to Keisha Cole and Nico, her man. Congrats to Keisha Cole. They were in the hospital. Anytime I hear a black woman having a baby successfully, I always uh, always get excited because the black maternal death rate is no goddamn joke. So congratulations right, well, to Well, fortunately, Cole. yes, everything seems to have gone smoothly. All right, Jay Prince, he is threatening some drug dealers who are um, selling pills and it has Rap-A-Lot's logo on it. I've seen it. Yes. So he questioned whether it was a setup, if somebody in Houston was dumb enough to steal his logo. He said, I need to know if the police or the streets are behind this because it's a violation. If you are caught making, selling, or using narcotics with my branding illegally imprinted on them, you're in violation and will have bigger problems than just the police. Hey. Mm -mm. Well, okay. That, that, that's what that, I'm talking that, about. That was said quite simple and plain. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Proceed at your own risk. All right, now 50 Cent has responded to what Rick Ross had to say when he did an interview with Big Boy and says that he would never collaborate with 50. Let's do a little flashback so you can hear what 50 responds to. If 50 Cent still had value, I may have been done it. But not being funny, not on, homie right. just saying, you know, he ain't that dude no more. Man, we was riding through L.A. smoking the hate it or love it yesterday. If he was still making music like that, of course, one of my dogs could hit me, Drake could hit me. And if he was still dope like he was eight years ago, Roselle laced that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm on fire. It don't right. matter who on the record. All right, well, you knew this was going to happen. Now 50 Cent put, sat down with Complex, and they asked him what he thought about Rick Ross's comments, and here was his response. I don't know what the, his value is to music culture at this moment. Would you make music with him ever? I never made music with him. I don't have interest in making music with him. You watch guys. There's a lot of these guys, they, even when you when you make reference to music culture and stuff like that, they're one-trick ponies. You could get next to the guys that got momentum and try and survive based on that, but it's not a lot going on there. Well, it definitely doesn't look like the two of them are going to be working together anytime soon. No, yeah, that's not going to happen. Them. I mean, they never worked together before, though. Nope. So, I mean, it's not like we no, sitting they around. Haven't. Yeah, we're not sitting around waiting on a Rick Ross 50 Cent collaboration. All right. Well, Rick Ross also put out the track listing for Port of Miami 2. 
yesterday and it looks like that collaboration he said was going to be on there didn't make the album as far as we know the Pusha T and Lil Wayne one that he said he put them together on a track without mm -hmm. telling them so we'll see if something else happens before the album comes out next week. It comes out on August 9th. Now, another collab that could be in the works is Little Uzi Vert and Little Nas X. Now, Little Nas X uh, slid into Little Uzi Vert's DMs and said, hop on Panini, which is a song, by the way, before okay. you don't think anything else. Yes. And then nope. he says that nope. <laughs> Little Uzi Vert just never, I guess, really responded. He just put a heart. So here's what Little Nas X had to, I mean, here's what Little Uzi Vert had to say when questioned about why he didn't respond. I didn't leave him on red. I liked it. I sent the heart. The hey, so did you get back to him on it yet? Are we going to get you on the remix or what? If you want me to do it, okay. I don't need, I never met him, but I don't need him. Yeah, they never met each other, so he just sent him a heart. A heart might mean, yeah, it's going to go down. And Little Uzi trying to figure out what a panini is. No, you stupid. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know what he was talking about. I got to know what you're talking about. I mean, it sounds good. So I'll send you a little heart back just to let you know. I might be interested, okay? I'm just not sure what a panini is yet. At least he responded. Mm -mm, if you don't say anything at all. All right, and Wendy Williams' show staff, according to the Jasmine brand, is looking for jobs. They're not sure what's going to happen after the 11th season, the next season of the Wendy show. There was a tough year this past season for them, for Wendy Williams. She went through a lot, a lot of hiatuses. She had a very emotional separation from her longtime husband. And they're only good until after the 11th season. So I guess people are concerned what's going to happen with my future. The only season that's guaranteed is season 11. Their longtime producer left earlier this year, taking on a position as exec executive producer at Tamron Hall's upcoming new talk show. And other people are looking for other situations. I guess you got to make sure your job is secure and secure your bag, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, man, if they're looking for jobs, imagine what Kelvin Hunter is doing. Jesus Christ. I mean, the legend of Screech say he's selling sneakers, his cars, recycling <laughs> cans, giving blood, yeah, cutting get, grass. We get this information. Where the streets at? I just heard that in the streets. That's all allegedly from the streets. My goodness. Yeah, I heard you cut your grass right now for the low. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Revolt, we'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody else of People's Choice mixes up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Monica for joining us this morning. Salute to Monica, man. Monica is a national treasure who should be protected at all costs. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. What's that? Because I literally, we was having a debate on vacation about Monica and her catalog. We was mm. actually debating her and Brandy. I mean, you know, it's always that thing. Like, that's what we do in hip-hop. In right. hip-hop, we debate this. It's we like yesterday everybody. we debated Snoop and Tupac and who Correct. was bigger from 92 to 96. He was debating Monica and Brandy. I roll with Monica's catalog, even though Brandy had the bigger records. Um, but, yeah, I think Monica's catalog was better, personally. Okay. She's dope. Yeah, I absolutely love Monica. I'm mad I wasn't there for it. And also, shout out to Crime Mob, Diamond and Princess, for joining us this morning Diamond as well. and Princess, man. Love those ladies, too. I've been knowing Diamond and Princess since they was 14, 15 years old. Met them in Columbia, South Carolina. My dude, Chris Etheridge, bought them for a show way, 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 way back in the day. And as we talked about... All right, the well, interview, they have a new project out, right? Yeah, Vagina called Vagina Power. Power. Comes out today. Yes, I'd love to hear y'all say that. And Nuck If You Buck is the 15th... It's the 15th anniversary of Nuck If You Buck. Oh, wow. A Negro spiritual that has only gotten better with time. It's the song that when we get really, really old, our kids going to be looking at us like we stupid because it's going to come on and we're going to wild out. And and, and, I can't wait to embarrass my kids mm -mm -mm. to Nuck If You Buck when I'm 60. My goodness. All right. When we come back to Positive Notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let me shout out to GM and Chevrolet out in Detroit. I was there yesterday. They uh, 
took six students from uh, different HBCUs and took them kind of on a journalism tour to, to newspapers and had them to speak with people about journalism and, and getting into the industry and, and also gave them some money. Gave them $10,000 each. So shout out to uh, Chevrolet, DTU, and everybody over there because I'm an ambassador for them. So I love doing that program, help so many people. Now, you're in Detroit, right, Yee? Yes, I'm still out here. I've been in Detroit all week. I did a lot of things out here. I was at Google with Katrina. I did the seat at the table with Joaquina. Today I'll be at a grand, uh, brand new opening of Asian Corn Beef. So make sure y'all come through for that. I'll be here with JLB with the station out here, WJLB in Detroit. So if you guys want to come through, it's a big thing out here. So I can't wait to try it because I haven't had it yet. But everybody keeps telling me how good it is and I'm going to be addicted. So I'll be at Asian Corn Beef today from 5 to 7. All right. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, I do. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I can't wait to go get some sleep. You and me both. Because I've been running all goddamn week. Yes. I've been in and out of the state. It's just been a hectic week, man. But I just want to quote uh, Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer is one of my favorite you know, philosophers. Wayne Dyer said, with everything that has happened to you, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing. You get to choose. Rest in peace, Wayne Dyer. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?